It Hello. worked. <laughs> it was like magic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hi, dear. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. I've been busy, but doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the general consensus with most people. It's, you know, I think we're trying to be optimistic and say we're doing well, but we're really doing okay, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Can't lie to you. Yeah. (laughs) Not doing well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Things will get better soon, though. So. That's true. Yeah. So, um, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate that you're taking the time to to show up here and uh, tell me about your experience and your journey thank thank you for having me thank you for inviting me to do this (laughs) i I, uh i feel very honored (laughs) all righty so you want to you want can we start off with you introducing yourself a little bit sure Uh, uh well you already stated my name i'm indira um i am a um, mother, a wife. Uh, I decided to go back to school after having my first child and, um, I'm still in school. Um, I recently graduated, uh, with my BA in psychology and, um, just last week I received my acceptance into a master's program. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm continuing on my educational journey after uh, thinking for a long time that school wasn't for me. So, yeah, I'm very excited and very happy. Oh, okay, okay. So, speaking of school, mm-hmm. how was your experience taking uh, psychology during your undergrad years? Did you start off at a community college? I did. So, um, just a little background. Um I am going to be 42 in a couple of weeks. And um, so when I mm-hmm. first graduated from high school, I um, went to a few different uh, community colleges. I laughed <laughs> because I did. I went, through, <laughs> I went to so many community colleges in L.A., um, Santa Monica College, West L.A. College, Los Angeles City College. <laughs> Um, oh my god you went to the whole yes (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) but at the time that I was that I graduated high school and I was going um through all these different colleges um I hadn't been diagnosed with ADHD but I had I had heard of it and I thought that um I had it and I would always just kind of joke around about it um but um I stopped, I dropped out of community college, then went to culinary school. Then when I, which was in San Francisco, then when I came back to Los Angeles and um, wanted to kind of get maybe like a a degree in business to couple up with my culinary um, experience, um, I decided to get get evaluated because I, I really wanted to stick to school this time around. Um, yeah. and, um, turns out I, I do have ADHD, um, and, uh, it kind of made me feel 
validated and kind of redeemed that there wasn't um that there wasn't anything wrong with me per se that I that I wasn't lazy that I wasn't um a go-getter you know um because I felt that I was and I felt that I wasn't lazy you know and and I thought I I always felt that I had a strong work ethic I enjoyed working but you know not being diagnosed with this thing that kind of just kept me from accomplishing anything or finishing anything I should say um made me look lazy and not maybe not ambitious you know so yeah so um yeah um started uh taking medication um I end up moving to San Fernando Valley and then I start Pierce College due to various reasons you know aging out of um parents um health insurance uh I once again am unable to get my medication, which was helping me at first. And, uh, I had already started Pierce college. Um, and, uh, again, like I said, the, the, I I wasn't taking my medication. So I fall, fell back into that pattern of starting and quitting a few more years go by quite a few years go by. Um, I have, um, I get married, or I should say I have a child, we end up getting married. And um, before my son turned, um, uh, or he had just turned three years old, I'm sorry. Uh, We get him evaluated because he had stopped developing words at the pace that he had started to. And sure enough, Mm -hmm. he uh, gets diagnosed with autism. Um, And uh, it was very heartbreaking uh, probably because I didn't know a lot about autism and, um, you know, I, I think with any diagnosis, um, for a child, um, I think the parent will go through somewhat of a grieving period. Um, and I felt that that's what I was going through. I cried and I thought, you know, all the dreams I had for my son were, were gone. And, um, but there came a point where I just kind of said, you know what, you're not doing anything for him by crying and, you know, that's not going to help him any. And I think I reflected on my experience of um, going through school undiagnosed without a support, you know, without any type of support for that and how it was very challenging. And so I didn't want my son to go through that. And so I started reading just reading up a lot on autism and um, behaviors and anything I could get my hands on about autism. And um, I was learning so much that um, I figured with, of course, encouragement from his teacher, because he got into the PALS program, uh, which is like an early start program for children with special needs. Um, His -hmm. teacher, we also had an advocate, um, And they both just kind of encouraged me. They're like, you know, you're really um, active and supportive in your, in your son's uh, uh, diagnosis. And I see how you, you learn quickly or you, you seem to enjoy it. So why don't you go back to school and maybe become a special education teacher? And so 
um, I thought about Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I thought about it. And I said, Oh, okay, you know, sure, I I am doing a lot of reading, I am doing a lot of learning. (laughs) Sure, why not, you know, and so I enrolled again at the community college and um, started taking child development classes. Um, I didn't want to be a teacher because I although I like helping and teaching people, I don't think I like doing it with more than one person at a time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, I thought I would go into special education advocacy or a special education law. But then um, I ran into so many amazing um, child development professors at Pierce College and they all kind of helped me find my way. And um, I ended up doing psychology. And I think that was my, my, my true calling because I enjoy it so much. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of like how I ended up on my undergrad psychology, you know, journey. I don't know. Did that answer your question? Where do you... <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, because it was really yes. long. <laughs> how, was your, um, how was your experience at the university level taking psych? Um, so it was kind of scary, you know. Um, for, how can I put it? So um, university campuses always really intimidated me. Um, I remembered walking on the UCLA campus. Um, it's huge. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. It's so huge. And the buildings look so like fancy and like, you know, like the yes. <laughs> archaic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like the ones in the movies that you see, like for these, you know, like Ivy league college, you know what I'm tra- They're like brick buildings, yeah. you know? Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the, it just intimidated me. And, and, and again, Lindsay, you know, like I always felt that I didn't belong in those places because I wasn't like the best student. And so I think that even um, just going to like going to CSUN, I remember the first couple of weeks, um, it was just, again, it was intimidating. It to me, it felt so daunting. It felt like I didn't belong there. Um, and then on top of that, the psychology building, which is Sierra Hall at um, CSUN, it, it, inside the hallways, uh, the second, third, fourth floor all look the same. And, same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't find my, my classes. And it was just, it was, yeah, it was, it was a very scary experience and um I doubted myself a lot for the first you know maybe couple months um I had gotten accepted into this also really amazing program um called Bill Poder um which mm-hmm. introduces you to um to uh research and it pairs you up with like a research research uh mentor um and uh you're supposed to go in and work in their, in their, uh, in their lab and do research. And I had already gone and talked to him 
and I didn't show up <laughs> to the lab for I want to say a month and I think he oh no why I, I again you know the the lab was um was filled with grad students okay so that was also yeah, intimidating <laughs> and yeah and then it, it was just filled with these other really <laughs> like these really smart accomplished students <laughs> you know and <laughs> they were also intimidating and I just felt like what am I gonna go in there I don't know a thing about research I like I'm gonna look like an idiot I don't I'm not gonna know what I'm doing so you know I will say that the first couple months were definitely intimidating and um, I didn't feel like I belonged. Um, but once I got my footing down and, and uh, got the hang of it, I, it was a great experience and I'm so happy and glad that I did it, that I went back to school and I did it. Yeah. And you graduated last spring, oh, right? Kind of. <laughs> so, <laughs> graduated? Kinda, quote unquote, graduated, kind of. Well, so here's the thing. And this might kind of also um, answer um, like the questions, the previous questions a bit too. You know, it, it, it's so COVID, right? It, 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 yes. it just kind of sprung up on us we didn't know what it was from the beginning we thought it was just a flu a really bad mm -hmm. flu <laughs> um so no it turns out that it's not <laughs> schools get shut down um here we are a year later and schools are still you know virtual mm -hmm. so um yes. i had to finish um my my last semester which was the spring semester I had to finish it online um at home mm. and my kids also had to go to school online at home um Ooh, how was oh that? my god <laughs> so that's why I said I kind of graduated in the spring um so no you know we, no one's ever experienced what we've experienced before. We didn't know how to go with, you know, go through it and, and, and do it. Um, and so again, that was another like wrench thrown into, I think all of ours, all of our lives, you know? Um, yeah. But I think it really affected um, uh, parents in a different way, you know, um, a lot of parents had to maybe go down from two incomes to maybe one because one of them had to stay at home with, you know, the children yeah. and, and help them being homeschooled. So um, I was definitely one of those families. Um, uh, my husband and I talked about, you know, how we were going to deal with it or how we were going to go through with it. And um, it made more sense for me to stay home because I was already kind of working part-time because I was going to school full-time. And um, so I stayed home and uh, it was almost, it was nearly impossible for me to do school with, with them, you know, uh, at home. So it was difficult to say the least. Um, my priority of course um, 
was my children. They always are, you know. Um, Yes, I'm going to school and that's very important. And yes, I work and that's also very important, but it's all for them. So they're they're my priority. And so making sure that they were um, going to school on time and that they were doing things um, that they had to do uh, was my priority. And, you know, as I said, my, my son, uh, has autism. So he has special, you know, he's special needs. And that was something else, you know, he kind of had gone into a routine and, um, people with autism, individuals with autism thrive with routines. And sometimes, um, when they get thrown out of it, 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 it messes with them. Um, so I was unable to, I was, okay, sorry, let me gather my thoughts. (laughs) So, um, I've always, since I went back to school, I always really wanted to get, um, good grades. I always wanted a high GPA. That's just kind of like the standard I had for myself. Um, and so, um, when, when, um, the school shut down, I was afraid of my GPA um, going down. Uh, so I did a lot of like credit, no credits, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And even like that, um, I still got um, a couple of classes that were, um, that I didn't get credit for, which is fine because they were, they were not, um, uh, how can I put it? One of them was like a, a class that kind of, you just checked in for the Build Poder meetings, which I, you know, never, yeah, I wasn't uh, uh-huh, able uh-huh. to yeah. attend. And, and they weren't really, I can't say that they weren't important to me, but they weren't a priority for me at that time. And so um, that happened. And um, I was also taking an advanced statistics um, course. It's a 500 level course. Um, yeah (laughs) yeah in psychology (laughs) statistics and that one um I uh communicated with the professor and I said look this is what's going on um I I I can't finish the course right now and he was so awesome and amazing and just so understanding and he said that's fine I will um um I won't submit a grade for you Um, and you can finish the course in the summer. And that's exactly what I did. So I finished the course in the summer. That's why I didn't like technically graduate in the spring. But then Uh when he submitted the grade over the summer, I don't know what happened with the graduate, the graduating um, department, like the people in charge of the graduate graduation and stuff like that. Um, And the grade wasn't submitted, I don't know, like correctly. (laughs) And so I like my diploma or my my college degree says, uh, December 23rd. So (laughs) yeah, oh my god, yeah, I had to wait another semester to to quote unquote graduate. But um, (laughs) but yeah, so but I did all the grad fest stuff and all that stuff um, in the spring. Um, with the rest of my class so but yeah it was it was a uh, it was quite the experience 
how would you say you coped, um, you know, transitioning online for you and helping transition your children online? How did I, I, I'm sorry, it kind of cut off. You said, how did I cope with? Yeah, how did you, how did you like cope with yourself, like transitioning online? As you know, it was all very kind of new. And also balancing that with your kids also going transitioning online. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I have this plan and I sat down and planned things out because that's not <laughs> who I am. And I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I think mm-hmm. like, um, I think I just kind of been good at, um, how can I put it? just going with the flow or, or playing it by ear, as a lot of people say, um, I just kind of see what's like the cards that have been dealt to me. And then I do what I can with what I have. And that's kind of the way I've been dealing or coping with this whole year. It's just kind of like one day at a time. Um, I've learned to also not set, the type of expectations I tend to set for myself a lot of the times Um, because I've had to understand that this is a new experience for everyone, you know? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's like, this is going down in, in history books, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so yeah, I've I've just had to learn that that you you just kind of take it with stride and and you know you have to be okay with mistakes and you know you have to be okay with like you know with technology <laughs> you know kind of you know you yeah you've learned that like we kind of discussed earlier before recording that, you know, technology works until you, you, you want it to work until you, you to need work. it to work, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I think it's just, it's, uh, I think it's just um, to, to sum everything up and, and answer your question. It's, um, I think I've learned um, to be more patient, um, more understanding, definitely more flexible. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's, those are the biggest lessons or the biggest, um, how can I put it? The, the, the type of traits uh, that will help you survive, um, cope, thrive, whatever you want to call it during this transition from, you know, doing everything in person, um, to having to do a lot of things over the phone or over video chat or zoom, or, you know, I think I've learned all these different, I, I never knew how many <laughs> I, for, for, Yes, I also, there were. Was just thought there was like, yeah. FaceTime or Zoom, and now I like like I've learned, I've 
had interviews over different types of platforms and <laughs> yeah so yeah it's 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 been it's been good <laughs> in that aspect it sounds like you had to really not only have patience with like the situation but really have patience and like kindness to yourself you know because like you said like it's it's that learning curve it's it's okay to make mistakes and because we're all trying to figure it out you know and and sometimes sometimes they're your mistakes and sometimes they're someone else's mistakes you know and and just like you would be forgiving and understanding to someone else you also have to be forgiving and understanding with yourself and I think that a lot of us forget to do that and we we we're so hard on ourselves we're our harshest critics Yes, yes you know, and I think that um, this year has maybe been a little tough for a lot of us that usually work that way. But but towards the end, I yes. think we've also it's it's been good for us because it's taught us a very important lesson, you know, to just kind of, again, we, we have to be we have to be kinder to ourselves, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, one of the takeaways is it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to make the mistakes because they're learning opportunities. And I think that's so hard because I have like a more perfectionist, like I, I need mm-hmm. to be done like this, this, this. And if it's not, I'm like, oh my God, then it's, it's, yep. it's, it's just not right, yep. you know, but there really isn't a right way to. There, there, to there isn't, you know, <laughs> and, and you, okay. So you know, I, I met you through a common, uh, professor, right? Yes. (laughs) Uh, which, Mm -hmm. so I know that you have a background in child development, just like I do. And, um, you even, um, uh, worked at the child center where my daughter was while I was going to school. Um, so again, it just Mm -hmm. kind of like, I know your background in child development and, and with children, I think the interesting part is that we both know how important mistakes are, you know? Yes. <laughs> but we can't apply, apply it, it to, ourselves, to our own lives. You know, like you and I understand how important mistakes yeah. are for, because they are learning experiences. You know, it's an opportunity for you to kind of sit back and reflect on the behaviors or the actions that took place on the whole circumstance. And you like, I know, I don't know about you, but for me, whenever I have um, uh, made a mistake or an error, be it at home or at work or wherever, I, I replay it over and over for like a week or two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to like (laughs) pick out where, you know, I, committed the error or what I could have done differently for a different outcome. And so, you know, I, I understand how important that is. And that's, and, and that's why um, I think we also understand how important it is for children and their development. But again, it's so hard for us to say, it's okay, Indira, or it's okay, Lindsay, you got this. That was just a mistake. You know, let's, (laughs) move forward yeah but let's we try go again. ahead and say mm-hmm. we say it to, <laughs> to our kids you know it's okay so and so let's try it again you know we're so encouraging with other people or with mm-hmm. children but <laughs> we're so harsh on ourselves so yeah 
yeah, that's that. Uh, I think that that's what I meant by like this, how this year has hopefully been good to a lot of us that we've been able to, to learn that, you know, let's, let's, let's be nicer to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. How would you say, um, how was the conversation like with your children about, you know, what was going on during these times? So, again, um, our child development background, um, <laughs> I've, um, I've followed uh, or I've tried to practice what I've learned, right? And to just be honest with your children and try to explain things at an age-appropriate level um or a developmentally appropriate level um so yeah um mommy i miss my teacher i miss my friends i know i know i miss my teachers too and i miss my friends too but <laughs> you know we have to be safe and so that's why we have to stay home well you know why what are we staying safe from you know why can't we go outside well because there's this thing it's called covid and it's a virus and you know it makes you very sick and um you know um it's it you can catch it easily so i'm trying to explain it to them and 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 i think yeah i think i did an okay job they kind of get it you know, they make sure they wear their masks. They make they're like little hand washing machines. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> the only thing now though is that you know, I've had to explain what a virus is. <laughs> I was just gonna say yes. they ever asked. <laughs> so you know, I kind of have to explain that it's kind of like, like it's the same as bacteria, you know, and virus and their little microorganisms or little living things that go from people to people and they go inside your body. You can't see them, but they're there. Um, and I, <laughs> and I made this mistake of saying, you know, it's kind of like the cold, the cold is a virus, you know? <laughs> and so now my daughter, Ariel, <laughs> when, you know, she got like a little cold. And uh, yes, her teacher asked her <laughs> why um, she had missed class one day. She goes, I wasn't feeling really, I wasn't feeling too well. I had the virus. <laughs> yes. And so I had to kind of jump in. I said, it was just the cold. It was a... so yeah so you know I I made a mistake of kind of generalizing uh maybe it wasn't too <laughs> developmentally appropriate to call everything a virus <laughs> or compare COVID to a cold um but yeah she she's she's been saying that and then um and then um you know I was trying to keep them hopeful and I said yeah you know the government is working right now on um, uh, creating a vaccine so that we can all get better. We're all going to get this shot and so that we can go back and go back to school and all this stuff, right? And so I think the word that stuck with mm -hmm. my son was government. <laughs> so 
<laughs> during the trials of the vaccine and, 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 you know, getting it approved by the FDA and all that stuff. And, you know, and even now, you know, making sure that everybody gets the vaccine, it's been, um, it's, we, we're still, mm-hmm. you know, being confined to our, to our homes mostly. And so he, whenever yeah. he gets, you know, bored or tired, he's like, when is the government going to fix this? <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so, yes. Oh my god, he sounds exactly. like an adult, like a little so, old man. <laughs> I have these children in my home that one of them sounds like a a, a socialist or I don't know. And then the other one sounds like this hypochondriac talking about viruses. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been, it's been, it's been quite an experience. <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's been fun. <laughs> How do you think it was for your children socially and emotionally to to have, you know, have been in contact with people and then kind of become more isolated in a way? Do you feel like it was yeah. they were Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's been um I feel bad for them, you know. Um uh because they're both um very friendly children. Um, my son, despite his autism, um, that's kind of what makes him uh, kind of different from the norm when it comes to um, autism is that he's actually a pretty social um, child. Um, he's still he's still a bit of an introvert. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's built more like me in that aspect where you know, we do enjoy people's company and we do like, we're friendly and we like conversing and and socializing, but we also enjoy our time, our alone. Yes. Yes. So to yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. I think with him has been, it's been more, um, uh, maybe in a part easier for him because, um, of that introvert aspect. Um, it was really hard for him at first because again you know he was into the routine of um, going to school seeing his teacher seeing his friends going out for recess and just the whole regular school experience you know Um, but I think it might have been easier for him to adapt um, to it my daughter Arielle who you know um, you know Mm -hmm. how much of a social butterfly she is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> yep. yes and very how friendly. <laughs> much like how much she talks how much she just just like her that's her being you know being out being playing and just being super active and um so I think it's been harder for her she's also younger she's uh she just turned six um last month so um Again, going back to mm-hmm. child development, it's such an important 
phase for them at that age, you know, socially, emotionally. Um, And so just when she was learning to develop that part, you know, use your words when there's conflict or, you know, just the development of social aspects and emotional aspects in in an individual happens a lot during, you know, the ages of, I don't know, Yes, exactly. Those first five years. And so I I was thinking like, wow, just when she was starting to get into it, we've had to take it away from her, you know? (laughs) So I'm actually curious how that's this year is going to affect all these children born in that age, you know, within that that age range that had to go through this, you know? Um, uh, But yeah, she's had a, she's had a harder time, you know, but what I've admired about her and, and her teacher um, points out is that even though it's been through Zoom, that the, like she still does the, oh, um, you know, uh, Genesis, I really like your shirt. It's really cute. I like the bunny on it. Or, or you know, or like, <laughs> oh, Adam, mm-hmm. you got a haircut. You look so handsome. You know, like she's... I like her teacher still notices um, her social development. Like she's still doing that via video, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, that's interesting to hear. You know, I'm, I'm not like, it's, it's funny because I, I'm not looking or thinking about that from a mom's perspective from like, Oh, my child is so sweet. I'm kind of looking at it from like, <laughs> like a researcher perspective. Like, you know, I'm looking at it and just kind of like yeah. trying to figure out, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. After how many other children are doing that? I want, why is she doing that? And why are other children not? Or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning all these things and trying to figure out because yeah, like I, like you said, it's, it's definitely interesting how, how she's uh, continued to to try to socialize and, and, and develop that side of her self, um, even though the barrier of being in person is, is, or not being in person, I should say, um, is up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder to like, to what extent does like personality and temperament have to play with that, you know, and also having already had, the social interactions beforehand. And I wonder, you know, for students, for children who who mm-hmm. were supposed to start mm-hmm. school, you know, but didn't, who just so now who've like been right with their just their families. Right. I wonder how right. that's you're absolutely be, right. You know? And um again, I don't know how many of her other classmates, um I don't know if it's their first time going, um, being in school. Um excuse me, I don't know if, if they've been in preschool, Arielle, let me see, she's been, I think she had been in preschool for at least two years uh, before she started kindergarten this last school year. So, you know, like you said, you know, that's definitely mm-hmm. a factor. She's already maybe uh, developed that part a little bit more. Um, it's not like she's only been spending time at home with, with, with a nanny or with a, uh, a grandma or with, you know, mommy or whomever she's at, you know, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. 
Ooh, I look. <laughs> Good luck to the teachers. Oh <laughs> yeah, teach, I made sure to to thank my teachers, my my children's teachers, all the time. Every time I get a chance to talk to them, um, you know, uh, every there's been times where I've had to go and pick up supplies at school, like they'll schedule some time to go and pick up books or pick up notebooks, supplies, like pencils. They've been, they've been great. I mean, yeah, I, I'm amazed and so grateful on how um, all these teachers are just being so, so much more patient than they usually are and so much more uh, thoughtful and um, understanding, you know, so I, I make sure to always thank them. And like, I'm already thinking of like extra nice end of school year gifts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if parents are giving them enough credit, you know? I, I hope they are because uh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of like memes <laughs> and comments online about like <laughs> how those parents that have, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, uh, misbehaving children, um, you know, sometimes they tend to, to blame the teachers, <laughs> but now they've, <laughs> now they get, yeah. Now they're with yeah. their children. Who's and they really see. the culprit now? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you, I have a couple more questions for you about um, mm-hmm. the university and like community college. Would you say that what, if any, you know, struggles or barriers did you face at the community college level or at the university level? Mm-hmm. So, like, just to, like, give you some background, um, for one of my classes, I'm in grad school, I'm doing it with, like, a focus on, like, diverse communities, and I really wanted to focus my my topic on transfer students and their experiences and kind of what what is it that's contributing to the educational gap among, like, minorities and, like, people of color, and... Yeah, so I'd like to okay. hear your, your experience being a transfer student and also, you know, not having ADHD diagnosed. That That's an added extra fact mm-hmm. that I didn't even think about. Um, so did you say you're in grad school? Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I didn't... I didn't. <laughs> Thanks. I don't think no, I, know, I haven't talked, talked to you in, so in, in, in a while, um, but congratulations. That's amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think one of the biggest barriers along with, you know, like you said, ADHD, um, for me has been... Um, what you what you also mentioned is um you know being a first generation college student um not only that but um i don't know if you've experienced it yourself but um 
my parents not only um, did not finish high school, my dad um, didn't get to high school. My mom didn't finish it. She got to high school, but didn't finish it. Um, But they also went to a school system that's completely different than the one we have out here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So those are two factors that um, present themselves sometimes as maybe not a barrier or a challenge, but it's definitely something that, yeah, um, to consider. you know, and, and like, yeah, yeah. So it's difficult for me, for me to get them to understand and maybe not my dad so much. I think my dad just, you know, uh, understands that school in general is difficult and that I think that most likely or not most likely, but that it's also, um, he just, for whatever reason, um, he believes that, or just understands that there's going to be, uh, challenging work that we have to turn in, you know, papers to write, um, exams to study for, he just assumes they're going to be difficult. Um, and I think my mom believes that too, but she's also a very religious person. And, um, what I mean by that is that there's been times where, um, I've said something like, oh yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling, uh, confident, you know, uh, on this final or, or on this midterm or on this exam, whatever, you know? And, uh, she's just kind mm-hmm. of said, oh, you're going to do it. You're going to do fine. Um, uh, God will be with you, you know, and I don't dismiss God. I don't, you know, I, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual and I do believe in God, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't believe that, um, God will make me pass every exam just because I pray and believe in him. I think I believe that I also have to do my part. Um, if that makes any sense, I'm not sure if I make uh- <laughs> I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I had that whole. Cr- I had that same thinking back in high school. I remember I used to pray. I'm like, okay, well, you know, if, if it's in God's will, then I'm going to like right. pass my like right. test in math, you know, because I'm struggling in math. And then I wouldn't pass, and I'm like, I don't understand. I I prayed. I right, but and I don't think it's, that's I guess it's not fair, meant for me then, you know? you know, because that kind of removes yes or dismisses all of our effort, you know. Um, and so yes, that was yes. difficult for for me to communicate to my mom without offending her, you know, um, and maybe just yeah. getting her to understand that. Um, yes, mom, I believe in God, and yes, I've prayed, and yes, you know, I've studied, but <laughs> these exams are still hard, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, (laughs) and, and, um, I, I don't know, I, I guess to me, it's just like having that, the type of, uh, of a realistic support, if that makes sense, um, from, from my mom has been, um, 
one of the things to consider or, or uh, the challenge, you know, just having her completely understand, listen, this is college level exams that I'm taking in cognitive psychology or in, you know, univariate statistics or, you know, those are just naming maybe the, the exams that I felt were a little more challenging. Um, and so, um, yeah, I always feel that, like, I, I understand students that sometimes have, um, that are uh, children of immigrant parents um, or parent or first, you know, generation college students. I think it's sometimes you, you think of, you know, those students that have parents that went to college and that went to college here in the U.S. and they know firsthand what that's like. And so maybe they provide their children with the right words or the right support or the right space for them to um, continue and, 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 and succeed, you know? So, yeah, I think that's probably yeah. been one of my, my biggest challenges. Yeah, it's so interesting. I've mm-hmm. I've interviewed a couple of people before this one, and I'm honestly really surprised at how every experience. Like I'm having like a different topic, <laughs> like the conversation is like completely different. How with you? I thought you know maybe uh-huh. maybe they'd be like on similar planes, you know, and it would be like all the same information. But no, <laughs> like so this is cool. just like mind blowing. <laughs> That's so cool. You're you're Sorry. able to to gain different insights from different you know experiences. That's that's always a, a what can I call it a an advantage. You know, it's beneficial. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, um, Indira, I have one last question for you. So mm-hmm. my podcast is called The Little Things with Zian. And so I'd like to ask you, what is one little thing in your life that means something to you or like an advice that you'd like to kind of share with people so who listen to this thing. podcast? Um, I think just one thing that kind of continues to ring or to come around in my life uh, lately with education is um, kind of like it's never too late, you know, or um, kind of like uh, don't, don't give up, you know, or don't, or I don't know. It's, it's all kind of like, they're all kind of linked together, right? It's, it's never too late. Don't give up. And um, yeah. uh, don't measure yourself um, or compare yourself to others' timelines. You know, I think that, I, you know, I think that a mm-hmm. lot of us, yeah. um, and it might be the way we're brought up and, you know, our parents, you're kind of expected to mm-hmm. compare complete things by a certain age um however 
um, through this experience and from other things I've witnessed um, uh, about other people is that I think that at the age of 18 or 19 or 17, when, you know, most of us graduate high school, I find it really difficult to believe Mm -hmm. that we all have a clear idea of what we want to do for the rest of our lives. Um, If you think about our lives, the average lifespan may be, I don't know, 85, 90. I'm not sure, right? uh, I'm being maybe hopeful or optimistic, but let's say that, let's see that that's the average lifespan, 85 (laughs) to 90. And um, you're expected to kind of know what you want to do until maybe what the age of 65 or 70 when most people retire, right? That's about what retire. what you want to mm-hmm. do for the next 50, uh, 60 years. And I have a really hard time believing life. that you have a clear idea of what that is. Or, and when I say you, I mean everyone in general, right? Um, and yes. it's okay if you mm-hmm. don't, you know? I know I didn't, um, and I'm glad maybe that I didn't, you know, because now I do, and I'm going for it now, you know, I'm going full steam ahead. Um, And I've seen people who went full steam ahead at a young age thinking that they knew what they wanted to do. And then at my age, they're having to start all over in a different career because they realize they don't like what they're doing. Or they continue to do what they don't like and are unhappy individuals, you know? And so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean about it's okay if you don't know. And it's okay if, if, if it's not too late, you know, to maybe go through some years um, exploring and, and, and not knowing what, what you want to do. And maybe being 25 when you start knowing what you want to do and starting your educational career. Um, and if you do, don't stop, you know, continue to believe in yourself and, and dream big. Do take it as far as, as you can and as, as you want, because it's, it's so possible, you know. So I, I guess I, I had a bunch of little things. I don't have one little thing. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. Yeah, Yeah, I think that that's what I would drive drive in to to a lot of people. It's my general advice whenever I talk to someone. Don't be in a rush. You know, life's not going anywhere. Um, Enjoy the journey. And uh, yeah, that's what I would say. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that oh my goodness I, I don't think like like as someone who's 23 and who hasn't yeah. really figured out what comes next I'm like it's it's really grounding to hear that it's really reaffirming and validating to hear that like okay like like I can like take a deep like breath Aww. and like think, okay like it's gonna be okay you we know do. We, get, we do we get caught up in the moment and yeah, and, you know, and it's, you know, yeah. I'm I'm so happy to hear that that you know that 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 helps you or that that's you know grounding for you. 
I think sometimes as females, we also get maybe pressure from society, from our parents or, you know, from family about like, mm-hmm. oh, when are you going to get married <laughs> yeah. and start having babies? Like we're reminded that we have like an expiration date, you know, quote unquote, an expiration date, you know. Uh, but I, I think it's yeah. all possible. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh thank Thank you thank you viewers so much for coming on thank you you. thank you so much for for asking me to do this it's i've enjoyed it and uh i'm sorry if my thoughts were all over the place at times (laughs) (laughs) i thought i thought it was per i thought it was i I thought it was like no i thought it was like on point i was like she's like connecting (laughs) everything i don't even have to ask you questions thank you thank you so much (laughs) You as well, Lindsay. You take care. All right, Indira. Have a good one. Bye-bye.